For the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchery as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian living. Bishop Edward Butchery is a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Macarius Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchery for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. this morning lift your hand and thank him right now whatever your expectation is may the Lord bring it into your life right yes, now Lord, yes, Lord. may it come to pass in your life this morning that you came into his presence and you encountered him that you come into his presence and you received a miracle that your life never became the same when you encountered this great God for he does great things and mighty things that is his name he is a great God he is a mighty God thank you Jesus thank you Father we thank you have your way this morning and bless us in the name of Jesus Amen be seated everybody what a blessing what a joy i am very happy again to be in the house of god and i believe that god has been good to all of us you are not responding i don't know whether god has been good to a few people excluding you he has been good to all of us hallelujah this morning i'm going to continue from where i left off last week I start well I didn't start last week but I I continued last week. I have started a series and the title of the series is 
enlargement secrets. And I'm going to continue this morning. Yes, last week, I was talking about enlargement through the book or through the Bible and then enlargement through meditation. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to talk this morning about uh, another topic that I believe will bless your name. And that is enlargement that is guided by recent history. Yeah, it's a title. And enlargement that is guided by recent history. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. You have come to school, so write notes. Let's explain the topic for you. Sometimes when you're writing essays, they'll just give you the topic right on this subject. You see that some of you, it's not easy. Yeah. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. Exodus 3, 7. Enlargement guided by recent history. In Exodus chapter 3, God called Moses. That was the time Moses encountered God in the burning bush. Now, the reason why God chose and called Moses is here in verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. Hey. For I know their sorrows. Read on. Verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large uh, unto a good land and a large and unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Wow. Verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. End of story. Now, we know by this time, Israel had been in bondage or in slavery in Egypt for over 430 years. They had suffered. And in their suffering, they didn't know how to come out. Because if you have been a slave for 400 years, how do you come out? You are owned by the people. You don't have anything. No land, no property in the land. You don't have money. If you say you are moving, where are you going to? But you see, God said something. 
he has heard their cry. And the reason is that many times when we have problems, we cry. We make noise. We pray. We speak. We want to get out, but often we don't know how to. Yeah. Often we don't know how to. There are many of you here who have problems. And you know the problems very well. Yeah. You know the situation that you are in. But the question is, if you step out of here, where are you going? It's like, what should I do? So oftentimes, it is more of a cry, lamentation. You are mourning, you are making noise, you are crying, but you can't get out of it. Africa is in poverty. Our leaders have made us poorer than any generation of leaders over our lives. Even when colonial masters came to rule us, they didn't make us poor. They developed us. They built schools. They built hospitals. They built roads. They did things for us. And some of the things that we are enjoying today are remnants of colonial uh, rule. Yeah? And, and, and we are trying to get out of our problems and our situation, but we don't know how. We don't know how. Yeah. We don't, we don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Many of you, that's how it is. Sometimes you see the home you come from, you see a cycle of repeated failures. You see a pattern of people who don't progress. But the question is, how do I come out of it? Yeah. And that was exactly how Israel was feeling. 400 years of suffering is not easy. It's like, think, where are you going? And they had multiplied and increased. And all their generation were serving Egypt. They were employed to build the cities of Egypt. And they had nothing. So if they said they are going, where are they going? They didn't have money to even take transport. They didn't have any land they are going to. Where, where would they go? So they have to remain there and just cry. And God. And God. Who always thinks about his people. Who always remembers his promises. Who never forgets what he says. He heard their cry. And he chose one man. To bring a solution. He chose that man. Moses. Yeah. They didn't know. That Moses, who had killed another uh, 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 an Egyptian and had run away 40 years, they had no heard of him. They didn't know that that guy would ever be somebody that would come back to take them out. Yeah. Because yeah. they heard that one of the sons of Pharaoh, because Moses was like a son of Pharaoh. He, he was brought up by the daughter of Pharaoh and he grew up in the house of Pharaoh. He was a prince of Egypt. And because he saw the injustice and the, and, the, and the wickedness of the Egyptians, when he saw an Egyptian fighting a, a, a Jew or an Israeli, he killed the guy. And he realized that the, now this matter is known because he saw two Israel, Israel, Israel people, Israelis, fighting. And he was coming to say, hey, hey, don't come. Are you coming to kill me like, or kill us like the way you killed that Egyptian? So he realized that this thing is known amongst the Israelites. That this guy who is in the house of Pharaoh, because for, some, so for, for, for a, 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 an Israeli to be brought up in the house of Pharaoh in those times, they will know about him. And if he does something, it is news. So he realized that the matter has blown over. And if he doesn't disappear, trouble for him. So he ran away. And 40 years he was away. 
And this is the person that God remembered the covenant with Abraham and chose to bring Israel out of bondage. And you see, the beautiful thing was that Israel, if they had been asked, what do they want to do to get out of slavery? I don't think what God was thinking would ever be what they would even think for themselves. Because some of you, as you have problems, if they say, what do you want to do to get out? You don't know. I've come across people who have problems. And it's like, when you ask them, what do you want to do? They don't know. And sometimes what they say they want to do is rather going to create more problems. Yeah. I remember a sister who once said that, I mean, her father was oppressing her and the sisters. I mean, very terrible man. Very terrible, wicked man. And her only option was that some guy, be that she has met, wants to take her. So, so she wants to leave the house and follow this guy. You, you, don't, you don't create a problem to solve a problem. And sometimes when you are left to take decisions and to get out of your problems, your decisions itself will entangle you in more problems. That's how many of us, our leaders, when they say they want to take us out of poverty, the only thing they do is to borrow more and to bring us into more poverty. So leader after leader makes us poorer. Yeah. It's like anything that they have to do, they have to build, they have to do for us. They have to go and borrow from these people who, who they say they don't want them to rule us. They are ruling. Yeah. But you see God, he said to Moses, I've heard their cry and I'm going to take them out and I'm going to give them cities. Then God began to list all the cities. Yeah. Can we, I don't think that as they were sitting in Egypt and, and being beaten and being asked to work and slave, they were thinking that they, they, they will leave Egypt and go and take over somebody's land. They don't have the power and the capacity to imagine to that extent. Yeah. Who was going to lead them? Yeah. Because they didn't have anybody who stands out as a leader to face Pharaoh. So that idea was not in their mind. It was God's plan. It's as you are sitting here, whatever problem you have, Whatever situation you, 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 you find yourself in, God has a thought and a plan for it. That's why he says, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to bring you to the expected end. That's God. As you are sitting here, some of you, if they say, get out of your problem, you may, you, many people know their, their problems. Sometimes it's a man who is in your life who has lied to you. It's a father. It's a mother. It is the family you come from. You are in bondage. Even they say go and look for a job. You don't know the job you have to look for because you don't have any degree. No qualification. You only have to go and sweep or clean. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. So sometimes you can see the problem but how do you get out of it? The ability is not there. The strength is not there. The wisdom is not there. But you see, God who thinks about you, he knows the end from the beginning. That's why he says, I will bring you to the expected end. Amen. That's our God. And he thought of Israel. And he said to Moses, I am going to take them. I'm sending you to Pharaoh. 
to take them out of Egypt and to these lands, these cities, which have promised. And he did just that. We know it. He, just, he did just that. Is that not so? Numbers chapter 11. No, Numbers chapter 13, sorry. In Numbers chapter 13, I'm not going to read the scripture, but I'm giving you references. I may read one or two out of it. Here, Moses was instructed by God to send 12 children out of the tribes of Israel to go and spy the cities that he had promised them. Canaan. Uh, the Hittites, the Jebusites, uh, all the lands, all the ites that he had promised them. Yeah. They had no idea how God had thought of solving their problem even from the very day that he delivered them out of Egypt. All they had to do was to believe. And God was always speaking to Moses about what he had to do. And Moses as the leader was convinced and knew that God was able to do uh, what he had promised. And Israel had also seen the power of God manifested in spectacular ways like they've never seen before. So you would think that if God says that now it is time to take the land, immediately they will respond and say, wow, this is what God has promised us. And it is time to inherit their promise. We are ready. But look at something funny or something sad. When, he, when Moses chose the 12 people and they went into the lands, they spread themselves across the cities. And every, all of them came back and gave a report. Ten of the people came and said that, no, we cannot. Some of the people went to a city where the, uh, 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 it's called the people of Anak. They were the giants. That's where Goliath came from. The An Anakims. They were giants. Huge people. So when they saw the people, 8 feet, 10 feet, human beings walking around, they said, no, we be like grasshoppers in their eyes. Like, hey, we cannot go there. And their cities are fortified. Because see, Israel was in the wilderness. And in, in, in Egypt, there were, Egypt was not a fortified city. Like these other cities, they, they build walls around it. You see? And then they have one entrance with guards. 24-7. With horses and chariots. So you see that this one is not easy. Do you understand? It is not like Egypt where it's a, it's a big area where the whole nation is not walled. The whole nation cannot be walled. Yeah, but these cities that God was giving them, Canaan, Jebusite, and these people, they had built cities and fortified it. So it's like, how can you go inside? Because Israel didn't have any arms. So in the mind of ten of them, it is an impossible task. Yeah, it is impossible. So, they started talking, 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 talking. But two of them, O'Shea or Joshua and Caleb, 
Caleb. The two of them said, Hey! We will be able to do it. These two people. These two people. You know, oftentimes, listen, when we have problems, eh, you can have a problem in a family. Everybody will be afraid. But one person just needs to be bold. One person just has to believe. Or two people just have to believe. And God will use you. Yeah. God promised them. You see, hear the word of God. Though. I will take you onto a land, a large. It's like, hey, where I'm taking you to where you have no idea. You are going to possess cities. Yeah, cities. And, and it came to pass. But you see, the path to where God has promised you is where many of us struggle. Because as we are sitting here, there is nobody here who has inherited a promise yet. Some of you, the problems you have, God knows it. You also know it. But you will not humble yourself like the children of Israel. When you see, a, you see God has solved their problem for you, but as you are you solving the problem, you will still see more problems. That is not the time to complain. Eh? And he said he will do this. Eh? And he said he will do this. Immediately, look at Numbers chapter 14. In Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14. Eh? The whole Numbers chapter 14. The title of that scripture is Memories. Yeah. Numbers 14.1, please. Look at it. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night because of the report that we cannot. We cannot. We cannot do it. We cannot come out of this problem. If God had rescued you from slavery, 400 years, taskmasters. Verse 2. Let's read. Let's read. And, and all the children of Israel murmured, murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God we had died in this wilderness? They have started insulting. When, you see, when you don't believe in people that God sends, whatever you say is an insult to God. Yeah. When you don't believe in people that God sends into your life, because some of you, as you keep hearing us preaching to you, eh, there are solutions that have been prescribed. Is it, is it a good word? Prescribed. Proscribed is also a word. That one is not. A, yeah. Those of you who don't read, you don't know. It's a word. Yeah. Yeah. They are all. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's like when you hear it, you see, you have doubts. And once you have doubts, it is not me, it is God you are doubting. And God had spoken to Moses when they were not there. And the promise that God had made to Moses, they had no idea how God had thought of them and had prepared a place for them. Jesus said, behold, I go and prepare a place for you. 
Still, some people don't believe it. Yeah. They don't believe it. When they say you die, look, look at the song they were singing. You will go to hell. Hey, the, the, the pastors like to lie. They want to frighten you that when you die, you are going to, nobody will go to hell. There is no hell. There is no heaven. God cannot punish. You want to go to heaven with uh, Putin. Want to go and live in the same house with Putin? Yeah. Yeah. Please go back to my numbers 14. Verse 3. And wherefore had the Lord brought us, listen, and wherefore had the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? You see, you see, listen, listen to me. I'm preaching to you about enlargement. That, <laughs> that is a guide. Eh? Or that is guided by recent history. Now, this one is not recent, but I'm relating it with your life. You understand it. Even though it happened thousands of years ago, it's like yesterday. Hmm? Yeah. What happened to them and what they did, many of us are repeating the same things. Yeah. They are asking Moses and talking disrespectfully. Will God kill our wives and our children? And were it not better for us to return to Egypt? If, if, if your life in Egypt was okay. Why were you crying? If you were happy, if you were happy with the situation, why were you crying? God is not a liar to say that. I've heard their cry because they knew that this is not the state I should be in. Some of you, you know the conditions you are in. You know the situation and you are indeed crying. But when we are teaching you and leading you out of it, you still look at us and say, what are they trying to say? What are they trying to do? Hey, let me go back to where I came from. Let me go back to that boy. Let me go back to that. You cannot move away from your family. Some of you, if God doesn't save you from the family that you are in, eh, you, you they wait. We are, we, are, we are reading the Bible. Let's go. Verse 4. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. If you knew how to make captains, why did you not make captains and take yourself out of the problem? Yeah. Yeah. If you know how to solve your problems, why were you sitting down crying 400 years? You couldn't raise one person to lead you and to go and face uh, 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 Pharaoh and take you out of your problem. It took God. That's why some people are so ungrateful. When they come into the house of God and you start to teach and lead them, they speak and make you feel that you are not needed. I, uh, I, I have help from somewhere. You cannot, I, I didn't come to this church to be controlled. I think I, I will go back, go and raise your captain. If you knew how to raise a leader and a captain over you to lead you out of your problem, why would you be crying? Why were you crying? Verse 5. Verse 5. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces. 
before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. You see, when Moses hears these things, why will he not fall in his face? He, he can see evil, evil. He can see ungratefulness, ingratitude, forgetfulness. You see, it takes, uh, listen to me, it takes a lot of effort to be forgetful. If, 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 if you have a situation, there are some people that you can help them with whatever help they need. But one day, they will behave as if you did nothing. And, and, and when they come to that point, I'm telling you, they, it is a lot of effort that goes into it. They think about it. Yeah. Forgetfulness is not like uh, forgotten. No, the thing is in your mind. You know it, but you have chosen. You have chosen to deny it. Chosen to deny it. Verse 6. Verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that set the land, rent their clothes. These two guys said, we can't accept this. They ripped their clothes. What is this? Verse 7. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel. You see, listen to me. Moses and Aaron couldn't speak. It was Joshua and Caleb who spoke. And they, and they said, the land which we pass through to search, it is an exceeding good land. Verse 8. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. You know, sometimes when we, when we speak and we encourage you, eh, some of you who believe, when you have many other people bringing your faith down, you have to rise up and talk. Because there are some people, when you are with them, you can never rise up. You can never get out of a situation. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. There, are, there are sisters who sleep with any man just because of material things. And sometimes when they come into the church, they can't submit to the teachings. They can't submit to be led by God. No. And when you are teaching them and you want them to change, their mouths are loud. And if you are not careful and you are simple-minded, you will not be able to resist them. That's why they sway people off. There are people in the church who can introduce you to a man. If you want money. I'm telling you. Yeah. Verse 9. Listen to this one. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Yeah. It's like, you see, everybody had lost hope. And they, they were despaired and they were speaking vilely. It's like they were saying things that Moses couldn't believe could come from these people. That look at the slavery, look at the shame, look at the dishonor. And God thinks far ahead and takes you out. And yet you are talking as if God is nothing. He can't do anything. He has rather brought you to come and shame you and to kill you. How is that possible? That's why I weep for you people when, when, when we stand and we even use our lives and we tell you to take a stand for God and to fight and to resist the pressures. Hmm. 
Fear them not. I'm not afraid of anybody. Verse 10. Verse 10. Listen to this one. L- listen to. It's getting worse. So. It says, but all the congregation, they bade stone. He said, they, they bade stone them with stones. It's like, they were so angry that they said, we have to stone these people. Now, it is like, no, where you are going to, it cannot. And the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You are reading God's word. There are times eh, you don't need God's presence to come because when it comes, it comes with anger. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like if, if two people are fighting here and we are trying to separate them, they won't, they, then this one picks a knife, cut this one, this one cuts. Then the next you see that police has come. You are going to jail. And that one, it is not family people who can discuss it. It would have been better if you would humble yourself and accept to be separated and receive the wisdom and take away the anger and the foolishness than to be in the hand of the Lord. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will these people provoke me? They thought they were stoning human beings who were speaking foolishly. But they were, they were speaking against God. You see, some of you when, when, when you, when you disrespect God's word as we teach you, and you dishonor instructions as it comes to you every day, you realize that, you realize that, you, 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 you don't even imagine that you are doing something against God. But in your heart, you think that you are a child of God. And you, you speak proudly that we will know God. We will know God. We, these people are the ones who are wrong. Hey, you have no idea. Last week I was telling you that you become enlarged by the word of God. The book, this book of the law. And by meditation, think. You see, when you hear, when you read God's word, you hear God's word. And you don't think about it. Your mind never opens. You don't get a certain revelation, a certain understanding. You are bereft of a certain encounter with God. So you fight things that you shouldn't fight. And God said, how long will these people provoke me? And how long will it be before or ere they believe me? It's like, of all the things. He said, for all the signs which I have showed among them. Look at the plagues. The plagues that happened. Israel was saved from all the plagues. Everything that happened, they were saved from it. Verse 12. I will smite them with the pestilence. I saved them from the pestilence. I saved them from the from the from the uh, 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 plagues. I will bring it to them. Yeah. They will now suffer it and disinherit them and will make of thee a great nation and mightier than thee. God said, it's only you I'm going to preserve, Moses. Yeah. 
Yes, because he called Abraham and said, I will make of thee a great nation. Only one man. And so he's able to do it. And Moses knew that God can do it. And you will be mightier than they. Because how many were Israel at the time? Not more than three million. Not more than three million. And God said, I will, I, will make, I will preserve you. And I will make you a great nation. Mightier than all these people that you see. Verse 14. 13. And Moses said unto the Lord... Then the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou broughtest up these people in thy might from among them. Listen, listen to the plea of God's servant. You see, the reason why Jesus Christ eh, was, he came in the form of a man was because, you see, <laughs> God, eh, his anger, nobody can stand it. And he doesn't need anybody to impress. He, he wiped every human being on earth with a flood. And he restarted it again. So if he says, I will wipe out all of you, he is able to do it. Yeah. But a human being. That's why Jesus came in the form of a human being. So that he will feel our infirmities and know how it is to be in this body. Verse 14. Verse 14. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, for they have heard that thou Lord art among these people, that thou Lord art seen face to face, and that the, thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by daytime in a pillar of a cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. God did not allow night to fall on them. Yeah. Give them life. Sustain them. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 15. Now, if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land which is well unto them. Therefore, he has slain them in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 Listen to me. Some of you, eh, let me tell you something. The beautiful thing about a servant of God is somebody who can plead your case for you. Yeah. Because some of you, eh, if we don't pray for you, eh, what will happen to you? And prayer is not always like laying up, just even sitting down and speaking to God. Yeah. Verse 17. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long suffering. What was Moses doing? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Yeah. God is long suffering and of great mercy. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and by no means clearing the guilty and visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. 
God. Verse 19. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of these people, according unto the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven these people from Egypt, even until now. Verse 20. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. You should be clapping for Moses, I tell you. Yeah. 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 Verse 21. But as truly, listen to God. He has forgiven them all, but listen to what he's saying. Take your time. But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Verse 22. Because all those men which, which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice. You see, when, when you do things and you think that God... Uh, He knows things. Yeah. Yeah. And they have not hearkened to my voice. Verse 23. Surely, surely, they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. Yeah. Said, you have pleaded for them. This is what I'm going to do. I have made a promise. I will do it. You see, when you sit here and you let him sit up well, he's sleeping. Let him sit up well. Sit up. Sit up. Sit up. It's not a good thing. It's not a good spirit to have around. If you are tired, you can stand. Don't, don't sleep. He says, listen to me. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. What it meant was that he would take them and, and up to today, Israel has occupied these lands, but some people never saw it. You see, when you sit here, let me tell you something. If you don't believe anything, it doesn't mean that it won't happen. It will happen, but minus you. Yeah. When God has promised us something, he will do it. You, you, you can choose not to believe it. You can choose not to hear what we are saying. You can choose to despise the instructions. You can choose to dishonor and insult us. You are free to go. He will spare you. But what he has promised those who believe, he will do it. So you will sit on the other side and you will see how God has prospered us. That, that, is, why, that is why you should never take God his servants, and his house for granted. Don't. Because when he says something, he performs it. I will watch over my word to perform it. He's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and he will not make good? There is nothing he says that he holds back. That's why when Moses quoted his word, said you are, you are of great mercy. So there are some things, God, you know, you show great mercy, but in my great mercy, I will choose those who qualify to inherit it. 
Yes. Yeah. Don't provoke me. Verse 24. But my servant Caleb, listen. Because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where into he went and his seed shall possess it. Yeah. But all the other ones. Yeah. Verse 25. Next verse. Now, the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow, turn you and get you into the wilderness by the, red, by the way of the Red Sea. Get ready. Get ready to go. Get ready to go. I'm going into battle. I'm leading you into your victory. But some people are not going to be part of it. You see, I'm ending the message and I'm going to give you some points and then we finish. Everybody here can identify what your problem is. But you don't know how to get out of it. And how to get out of it is in the hand of God, in the wisdom of God's word. And the way God does things is unconventional. He does not do things the way you expect them to happen. Even when, when you get a job and you're working with a boss, you can, you can, you can, your wife can insult you from morn, uh, uh, midnight till morning and you are depressed and you go to work, your boss will send you to go into a meeting. He doesn't care whether you are depressed. Not because he's a wicked man. But that instruction that he gives you, if you do it, it brings you joy and fulfillment, even in human life, in human relationships. It's like once you do that thing and you focus on that thing, there is a certain joy. That at least I have, I have, I have, my life has given me a certain uh, uh, fruit, a certain result. And it's not like when, when, you see, when, when, when I don't know anybody here who, who has problems and goes to work and decides I can't work. You will still work. Yeah. You will still, and sometimes you won't talk about the problem. You will go and meet people and smile. <laughs> when you can't smile, but you are forcing to smile. Yeah. Because you know something? You believe that this thing that I'm doing, there's a reward in it for me, even though I'm suffering today. How come when we come to God, we are not like that? And we speak vocally and, and we forget who God is. And we are vile. We speak things that hurt God. It's like, hey, and nobody thinks better of us than God. I'm telling you. If somebody only gives you money, he has given you nothing. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gives you money, he has given you nothing. But your hope is in money. And your labors are turned to work irrespective of what you are going through just to get these things. But when it comes to God, his promise is not about what you are getting today. It's an eternal promise. It is for you and your children. Because sometimes you can leave money to your children. They are all fools. And when you die, you will cry every day. They will remind you how foolish you have been to leave them the money. And they will be beating you in hell. When they are chopping the money, one lash. Anytime they, 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 they withdraw money, a lash will come. Yeah. That's how hell is. You don't rest from your labors. Yeah. You don't rest from your labors. You were looking for money. Eh? You have made the money. People are eating it. When they take the money, then 
When they take the money, shoo. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, somebody died and went to hell. And somebody had a vision and saw the person in hell. And the person was a popular musician, used to sing. Say, so anytime they play a song, the guy is beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who are playing people's songs who are in hell, when you play it, two minutes. Two <laughs> if they lash you for even two minutes, can you stand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you have to understand three things. Said enlargement guided by recent history. Number one, remember where you have come from. You see, the Jews, they knew they had suffered in Egypt. They knew they had suffered in Egypt. And they wanted a way out. But the unfortunate thing is that sometimes, even though you remember where you are coming from, you do not lay the right foundation to get out of it. If, you see the scriptures that we read. Let me go back to Numbers chapter 11 verse 22. Look at Numbers eleven twenty-two. Numbers eleven twenty-two. It says, Numbers, sorry, 14, 14, 22. 14, 22. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt, and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Verse 23. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. When you always remember where you are coming from, when somebody is helping you, you will humble yourself. When you remember where you are coming from, when somebody is helping you, you will be grateful. It's just like you have not eaten for two days. And somebody gives you a cup of water. I say, ah, is that all you can give me? You see, immediately you are like that. That is the end the cup of water, you won't get it. And you will not get anything, because you may not know, after the cup was going to come a meal. After the cup was going to come a meal. After the meal was going to even come a shelter. After the shelter was going to come something that will give you sustenance. But it's like, you see, your pride makes you despise that even first offer. Yeah. When you remember where you come from, 
You humble yourself. You see, there are some of you here. I tell you, as a human being, eh, I'm a human being just like you. I will never lift my finger to even put my mouth in your matter. Or take money to help you solve a problem. Because ingratitude has been shown consistently. You don't listen. I've seen, I see, I've seen people in conditions. And when you speak to them, they know. I have to come out of it. But the same people, whatever you say and try to do, they are, it is despised. When, sometimes when you hear what people say. Yeah. God said, surely they shall not see the land. And none of them saw the land. You see, you want to become rich. You want to be happy. You want to have... There is nobody here. Wherever you are today, you want something to be added on. That's life. If you don't have any hope to, to change your circumstance and to make things better, hey, then that, that is also another level. But you see, despite the desire, you, you forget that where you are, if you had been given 10 years, 20 years, you couldn't come out of it. It is the help of God. And when God starts to help you, normally the way it starts, it doesn't look spectacular. It doesn't look like, hey, you see, if you, if, if you follow God very well, you realize that he, he puts people through the test. One of the reasons why he took Israel through all these years of going through the wilderness was to test what was in their heart. To humble them. Because when, when, when you are quick, when you are not experienced in life, you try to solve everybody's problem. I'm telling you. And sometimes there are some people, they appear humble when they have a need. But the day you help them, that's where you see that you have helped a serpent who will, who will sit on his tail and lift up his head and do you like this. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Hearken to the voice of God. You see, many of us, eh, we don't listen. The fact that you are sitting here and, and shouting amen doesn't mean you have, you have listened. The testimony of, of, of your life when you listen to God is that there is change that is manifest. That's why there are still people in the church who drink, who smoke, who are having sex even though they are not married, who are adulterous, who are lying, who are walking in hatred and unforgiveness in spite of everything that God has said. And you see, sometimes when you walk in unforgiveness, it brings a spirit, an evil spirit around you. You don't progress in life. Unforgiveness, it is more than cancer, spiritual cancer. It will destroy everything around you because it brings a demon around you. It is a, it's a demonic spirit. Yeah. Because, you see, life, eh, let me tell you something. There is pain in life. There is pain. If women always remember the pain they go through, they will never, it's like, hey, 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 hey. I won't give birth again. Hmm. Some people, when they go through once, that's it. Yeah. Even stillborn. I have a, a, a family friend who, who, who got Pregnant, eight months, the baby was stillborn. The baby died in the, in, the, in the belly. Eight months. She became depressed because they had to take the baby out. And they said that she had to push it. 
she had to go to the hospital and they do some in, in, what's it called what's it called in, in induction eh? yeah and things oh instead of giving birth to a, a baby who you hear nyeh, nyeh, when the baby comes after your suffering and the pain you don't hear anything the baby is dead they, you don't even want to look at the baby how can you gather yourself and say i want another one she said to the husband i will not do it again yeah It's over. But there are also some people who go through it. Yeah. Yeah. But they overcome. Life is, there is pain in life. There are things that can test you, I'm telling you. But be strong. And your strength comes from hearing and believing God's word. They didn't believe in God. Yeah, they were hearing things so. God has made a promise. He said, I'm going to give you this lance. Then you tell God that he cannot do it. And, and you are so angry that the people who say you can do it, you want to stone them. That's why you see, when you are in the church, you have to be careful. People who, when we preach, there are some people who say, hey, don't listen to the pastor. Many parents, sometimes they dishonor God and they teach their children the ways of their failure and their experiences and the children walk away from God and they are never believing God and never respecting servants of God. Meanwhile, you see, one of the things you have to watch is that when, when, when you want to walk with God, you see, you have to understand that there are situations around you that God has also seen. And he knows better than your father, than your mother. Because, because if your father and your mother understood how to get out of their problem, you won't come and meet it. Yeah. You, you won't come and meet it. They are clueless. And they become memories. They know how to complain and to blame everybody. Every family has witches and wizards. Every family has problems. Me to my family, I have witches. I have wizards. I've seen some of them in dreams. Yeah. Yeah. But we have moved on. In spite of the presence of evil around us, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. How sweet is the word of God. Why don't you listen? Your ears are so hard. You are, you are, you see, you are used to being ritualistic. You, you think that walking with God is doing things. One plus one is two. It's not mathematics. When you come and you give offering, God will do something. When you, that's why you go to Marabu and they take money for sacrifice and all those things. Nothing happens. You are exposed to lies and demons. More. If you hear and listen to God, you'll be stable no matter what. Look, the testimony of Abraham, right from when God spoke to him till today that he has inherited the promise is because he believed in God. God said, for I know him. For I know him, Genesis 18, 19. For I know him. I know him. This man. Hey. Genesis 18, 19. Where is your scripture? He will command his children and his household after him. It's like, as he has believed, everybody in his house will believe. Well, some of you, what you say, if you ever speak to your children as a parent and they despise God, they dishonor men of God, it means you didn't believe. 
That's why some people are in the church. They will tell you, don't listen to the pastor. Some women, I, I, I know a woman who told their, da- their daughter, the, the daughter was in a, an abusive marriage to a rich guy who beats her. And you see, when the guy started going out with her, we told her that this guy, watch, somebody knew this guy, said, no, this guy, there's something wrong with him. No, he has never married before. Very rich. Because of the madness that he has. Bipolar. He gets angry and beats the women. Because of poverty, the mother said, go inside. And the mother told the daughter, don't, the guy beats her and she cannot come to church. Locks herself, hides herself with mascara and glasses, but she has, he has bought beautiful cars for her. When, when he beats her, then he will give her a gift. Yeah, expensive gift. If you see the cars that she drives, beating yeah. and she was not happy she wanted to get her the mother said where are you going because the mother has benefited from the from the from the from the guy he is looking after all of them she told their daughter don't tell their pastors yeah, because we did, when they tell us we'll come and spoil things <laughs> and she's in you become an evil person in such a marriage you, you develop emotions that will take you to hell. Unforgiveness and bitterness. And it will take you straight to hell. And your mother is using money. She can't bring you after God. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord. What do you teach your children? To do justice and judgment. Don't you know that God has made promises not only to Abraham but to you? Whatever God said to Abraham, he has said it to you and to me. And we have to stand on the promises. Standing on the promises of God. There's a song like that. Standing. Standing on the promises of God. Yeah. Yeah. Stand on the promises. Believe it. Teach your children. Let them humble themselves. Let them serve God from their heart. Sometimes it's difficult, the choice of serving God. People will laugh at you. Your daughter is this. You are this. Hey. Me, my family, my father also suffered many things, but one of the things I am grateful for, he stood for Christ. His, his senior brother, he was very rich. He used to call my father Jesus. Like, when he sees us, he calls us Jesus, like Jesus' children. Yeah. Yeah. He died in misery. When he was dying, I remember one day, I went with my father to visit him. That was the day I, I cried. This rich man had shrunk. He had sicknesses. At the point, even his own children that he, he looked after and brought them up and was proud, they had left him and were not minding him. Yeah. And when he goes to hospital and he has prescription, it is my father. Because he's godly. He has forgiven him. Yeah. He will give him, buy medicine and send it to him. I went to him. I was with him. I was praying with him to give his life to Christ. He was shaking like that. This, he, was, he had been sick for years. He had shrunk. Very rich guy, known all over Ghana. It, it, it came to nothing. You see, when you don't have God, eh, you can have the money in the world. You see these people who have money and billions, I'm telling you, it doesn't make you happy. You, you are a man, you think that you have beautiful women, so you are happy. Who told you that um, uh, uh, it is a woman that makes a man happy? You are a useless person. That's 
if your joy is in changing women. That's why some people don't respect women. Because if, 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 if you are in their life, they have more. And they reduce you to material things. It's not, is it not this you want? Is it not this you want? Is it not this you want? So you see, a, a simple-minded girl will go into a relationship. The guy will rent a house for you. He will give birth with you, buy you a nice car, look after you. Meanwhile, he has his wife. And you don't care because he, he's, he's caring. These boys who have come, they can't look after you. And your mother is behind you, happy. How can you? You see, there is, there is enlargement that comes through deception. It doesn't last. When you die, it is finished. There is enlargement that comes through promise. When you die, it continues. The one that is with God is the one that we should fight for. That's what we should fight for. One day we will die. You can be the richest man in this land. Please, if you die, your children will make you understand that you are a fool. You will see that all the things you acquire, they are selling it. They can't keep and maintain anything because there is no wisdom. And it's a curse. Everything will finish. But sometimes, when you start something and you are godly and you don't finish, when you die, your children will continue and make it better and make it better and give you a better name. Last point. So I've given you first one. Remember where you are coming from. Hacking to the voice. And number three, the last one. Know where God is taking you. Know where God is taking you, Gladys. You see, when you hear us preaching, ask yourself, it's not money we want from you. No, because you don't give us money. You don't have it for us to take from you. We don't need your money. We don't need it. But the world makes it seem as if pastors only want money. You will see a musician who, who smokes weed and doesn't think. Who will come to your country and come and do a show for one hour and collect your $1,000 yeah. Yeah. He cannot give you joy. He cannot give you hope. He gives you lust. Spirit of lust. Yeah. Have you come to church and given your pastor thousand cities before? Thousand dollars before? Yeah. I know your offerings that you give. You hardly see 200 notes. Red notes. Five dollars. Green notes. Ten dollars. Blue notes, twenty dollars. Yeah. If you like today, when they count, I will let them. Next week, I will tell you the number of two hundred that was in the offering bag. Hmm? Yeah. Look at footballers. We are watching footballers. Yesterday was it yesterday? My my son said the people they are worshiping Messi at the stadium. It's like they are. Yeah. It's like he's a god. Football. Do you know how much he earns a week? Which pastor in the world earns like... If, if the world hears that any pastor is paid like mercy earns, that church, they won't have peace. Yeah. That church will never have peace. Yeah. 
Look at these boys who have tattooed themselves. They cannot be good examples for our children. Our children want to tattoo themselves. They want to do their hair like spikes. They want to do all kinds of things because of these footballers. They want to eat, wear earrings. They, eh? All kinds of rubbish. These are the people that the world is projecting as leaders and icons. And we are following them. But you see, when you and your husband have problems, can you call mercy? Can you read anything that mercy is... When you know where you are going, eh, you will choose the people who are with God. Me, I'm going the way of God. Yeah. I'm going. The, so, my, my, the people that I listen to are Bishop Dark. Yeah. I listen to Bishop Eddie. I listen to pastors. I listen to preaching more than foolish videos. Yeah. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Don't you have an idea where you want to go, what you want for yourself? One day if you are not there, what will your children be doing? Where will they be? Hey. If I give them nothing and I leave them with God and Christ, it's a blessing. My father's pride is that we stand as children who serve God. When he calls me, he calls me bishop. Why should he call me bishop? Yeah, because of honor. Yeah. He said, this is the best thing that you can do. He's happy. He used to force me to go to church. I didn't understand. He has reported me to a pastor to counsel me before. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't talk about money. Become this, do this. No. And I've looked at his life all these years. It's not money. He looked after many people. Sometimes I, I say to myself, the way my father looked after people, eh, I don't think I can do that. Too. It's almost like his whole family looked after everybody. All his sister's children passed through our house, going to school, eating our food, wearing our clothes. Yeah. And, and today it's like the world is said that when you pay your children's school fees, you can't look after anybody. Even, even people who are in crash, is it crash or nursery? Because of greed. Somebody, a child that goes to school at one year, because of greed, their school fees is like your rent. Yeah. Yeah. School fees is a rent. Mm. Things have become, the world is becoming evil. We are forgetting God. We don't walk in love. Yeah. Remember God, eh? When we have him, eh? Life becomes a blessing. Because sometimes, some people can have little, but they give much. Some people have more, they give nothing. As a pastor, I'm telling you, I've seen people who have money, they don't give. And I see people who don't have money, they give. And you know the beauty? God blesses them, God blesses their children. You see that some of the problems that these people have, sometimes when we say, they think that we are cursing them. We are not cursing you. We, we don't curse you. But it is your lifestyle, your choices that bring you into enslavement. Yeah. Yeah. God 
He loves us and he wants us to be with him forever. Think about it. That's why he's preparing us here. This is the place to be serious with God. If you want to be enlarged, it is God who enlarges. He is the one who said, I bring you onto a land, a large. Hey, it's like he couldn't even finish describing it. What you get is, is too much with God. Yeah, yeah. Good land and a large. Look at it. And then you are sitting down talking. He wants to kill us. He wants to kill our wives. He wants to kill... Your... You see, some of you think that you, you, you know how to protect your wives. Um, any man who, who thinks you know how to protect a woman, you are mistaken. It is God who protects us and our wives. Mm. One day you wake up and you'll be in shock. Yeah. You think you are the one who can look after your children. They ask for the churches, they don't care. Ask for the pastors, they don't care. And people don't care. You care. Look after your children. I have seen people who, who regretted, even though they had money, that their children have grown and they have forgotten them. Even though they have done many things for their children because there is no God in their lives for their children. Their children grow up and become selfish. They travel, they are working. When daddy calls them, hey, we, we, we have to think about our family. Yeah, they can't even visit. Yeah, we have responsibilities. We have this. Sometimes, you see, parents don't need money from you. It's a relationship. Respect it. Respect it. May God help us. It's enough for today. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hand right now. Thank him. Lift up your hand. Thank him. Lift up your hand and thank him. Speak to God. Three things have been said to you this morning. Remember where you have come from. Hacking onto the voice of God and know where you want to go. Know where you want to go. Don't ever let God's word depart out of your mouth. Don't let God's word be out of your heart and your mind. Meditate. Think about it. Then observe to do commit yourself if you want your children to grow and be responsible lead them to god jesus you can pay the the the, the most expensive uh, fees in whatever school for your children it will not make them successful Sometimes you introduce them to selfishness and as they grow, they realize that more should be invested in themselves and their life. They don't think about you. Many parents become depressed at a certain age because their children, they don't care. They make reference to hard times. But they don't know that when you are looking after them, you are also making sacrifices through hard times. And they can't even honor you with their presence. They can't even honor you with their time. It's like they are so busy in the world living for themselves. They are not there. That's why God wants you to bring them up in the fear and the nature of his word. It will teach them something. It will bring a remembrance and a reminder of who they are. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him, everybody, wherever you are. Yes, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Touch our lives. Touch our hearts. Speak to him, somebody, from today. Let your heart be different towards God. Let your mind be different towards God. Be 
guided into great things by remembering your history, remembering where you have come from and reminding yourself that you need to hear from God and that where you are going, it is only God who can take you there. Yes. Let these three things never depart from your heart and your mind. This morning, God has spoken to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Help us, Lord. Help us. Show us mercy and touch our lives. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Deliver us from forgetfulness. Deliver us from memories, disputings, disrespect, Lord, dislike and hatred and anger. Deliver us from such things. Yes. Words that show ingratitude. Take them away from our lips, Lord. And favor us. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody close your eyes. Everybody standing. Nobody moves for now. If you are here this morning, someone invited you or you came here on your own and you want to say, Pastor, help me. I realize I need the Lord and I have to draw closer. And you know that you are not closer to the Lord in any way. Somebody may have invited you as a friend, as a schoolmate, whichever category, whatever prompted your friend to bring you here. Be reminded that it is God who has chosen you. For many would have loved to come, but they couldn't come. But blessed are you whom the Lord has chosen and has caused to come. And if you have come, be humble and surrender to him. You want me to pray with you to give your life to Christ. That is the first step into a relationship lift up your hand. Let me pray with you. You want me to pray with you? Lift up that right hand. Let me pray with you. Lift up that right hand. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ this morning. Lift it up wherever you are. Somebody invited you or you came here on your own, whichever way. Lift it up. I want to pray with you. Yes. Lift it up. Yes. God bless you. I can see some hands lifted up. If your hands are lifted up, lift it up. Don't put it down. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you have lifted up your hands, please Come forward. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you briefly. Come quickly. Walk majestically to the front. We are waiting for you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Quickly. Love for them as they come. Yes. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to lead you to pray. What I say, you repeat after me. And I want the congregation also to join. So lift up your two hands if you can hear me. Lift up your two hands. Can you hear me? Lift up your hands. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for today. Thank, thank you, you for, for today. today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that you sent your son. Jesus Christ to love me to die for me to shed his blood to wash my sins I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and I receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood that he shed for me from today, from today, my sins are forgiven. Sins are forgiven. From, today, from today, I am a child of God. Child of God. I, belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father please, write my name please write my name in the book of life, book of life and help me, and help me to, be to be faithful. Thank you, Father, Thank you, Father for, saving me. for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.